Hi there, and welcome to the Kingdom Sexuality Podcast. We're Paris and Alana, friends who have a heart for intimacy and long to uncover God's truth and design for sexual freedom within marriage. Welcome here. Welcome back, Kingdom Sexuality. Alana and I, Paris, are here today, and we're going to be talking about a subject that can be pretty touchy, and that's not unlike anything else that we talk about, but (laughs) (laughs) shocker, (laughs) we're going to be addressing rejection today, sexual rejection, Mm -hmm. and Alana and I were just chatting about this, and we want to preface this by saying, saying no is not wrong. We are not saying you can't say no. Do not get us wrong. There is very important time and places for you to say no to your spouse. We have talked about this a little bit in the past. And I want to preface this with Evelyn James. We love her and her content. And she came up with these four amazing guidelines. If you guys got our newsletter this month, you would have seen these. And it's that sexual intimacy should always feel safe. It should always be an outpouring of love to one another. It should always be mutually beneficial and always include enthusiastic consent on both parties, okay? So if you are saying no because one of these four things or multiple of these four things are not included, that is very important. Then you guys can address it. Have that conversation immediately. Please don't let it fester. We all know what happens when we let it fester. Uh. And then yeah. get on the same page and move on. The fight is never between you two. Remember that. So we wanted to preface mm-hmm. it with that. So when we're talking about rejection today, we're addressing when you're just saying no because there's underlying stuff going on. Okay. And we want to talk about that. We want to talk about that gracefully, but we also want to be direct. Okay. So When we're talking about rejection, it's not about you, the one being rejected. It's often about them, the one who is doing the no's or putting up the stops. And we're going to explore both sides of the stories, you guys, okay? We're not going to just be like (laughs) on one side and not taking the other. So if you're the rejectee, it can be extremely difficult not to take that personally. And we want to address that. I feel like so often than not, there's conversations going on about, oh, I said no because I'm too tired. Oh, I said no because of this. And I said no because of that. But we're not talking about the person who is constantly being shut down. And we want to bring light to that. Alana, do you have something to say on that before we take it further? I mean, for like thinking even more about myself, um, I'm typically not the one who initiates 90% of the time. Um. Normally it's Jeff that's, you know, initiating intimacy. And so I know even when I'm thinking for myself, if there's a time when I've been like bringing it up and initiating with him and if he's like, you know, and actually I'm, you know, this is going on or, you know, this time isn't mm-hmm. great. Can we do it a different time or whatever? It's like, oh, yeah. Ugh. yeah. Like it makes you feel kind of scummy. You're like, oh, okay. Like, I guess that's like, that's fine, obviously. But you're like, but I can see how. There, right? Yeah. Like someone who is like, always saying no to no, yeah. no, and no, no. Like if I was to constantly be rejecting Jeff and be like, well, no, I don't want to right now. Or no, I have a headache. I'm too tired. Or you should have seen my day or mm-hmm. whatever. It's mm-hmm. like, I can see how over time that would really wear a person yeah. down Absolutely. to not want to even ask anymore because you're like, well, why would I bother putting myself 
into that position if I already can have like a pretty good idea of what they're going to say if I ask. Yes. Yes. And you don't want that for your spouse. Like no one wants to like have your spouse think, well, why would I even bother asking her if she wants to have sex if I know she's going to say no anyway? Like mm-hmm. that's pretty crummy. Right. So I think it can be really valuable to, you know, kind of switch it around in your mind and just really put yourself in your spouse's shoes mm-hmm. before you say no. I mean, obviously like you said, there are valid reasons yeah. to be saying no, but also to be keeping in mind, like, okay, why am I really saying no right now? Yes. And how would my spouse feel if I said no? Mm-hmm. And just, I don't know, even to have that as a conversation, be like, yeah. what, like, how does it make you feel? Yeah. Like, how often do you think I, you know, am saying no? Like, do you think I'm rejecting you more often than not? Mm-hmm. Or like, you know, what, like have an open conversation about that would probably be really healthy. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because bringing up a desire for intimacy is always putting your heart on the line. Like it's such a vulnerable outpouring of yourself, you know, that. And I want to also say, I don't believe that most women or most men are just saying no to say no. I think that there is an Mm -hmm. undercurrent of struggle or hurt or uncertainty or undealt with trauma. That's often what is coming out. So like I said, we want to explore both sides of this and just look at rejection as a whole um, and give you guys tools to deal with this together as a couple. Because like we already said, you're not fighting against each other. This fight is not between you two. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so like we said, like when you're bringing it up to your spouse, you're saying like, hey, you know, I love you and I need Mm -hmm. you. And I want this, you know, to becoming one Mm -hmm. aspect, this reconnection of our union. I want the passion and the love, whatever, this fulfillment, like we said, that only you and your spouse can exchange. Which is key. And so when you're, you know. Only you too. That's another thing we want to talk about yet and get deeper into. Exactly. And so then for them to be dismissed and by hearing, you know, I'm not in the mood or I'm too tired. Like we said, you know, what a sucker punch, right? When you're like, it can feel like really personal refusal when you're like, oh, obviously it's me that's being refused Mm -hmm. right now. Like they just don't want me. Right. So then how can we then switch it? And, you know, even if that is the case, like I know there's been times where I'm like, you know what? I am just like really, I'm too tired. Like I'm exhausted. Like when you're just spent. And so like, how can we portray that without saying, like coming across as like, I'm refusing, like I'm dismissing you and I don't want you, right? Like how, how do you balance on that line, right? Mm -hmm. That's so key. I'm so glad you said that because you're right. More often than not, it's not a matter of being like, no, I don't want you. It's not that. But Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the person on the opposite end often feels like that. So it's important to realize that. And like you said, these conversations need to be had. So the opposite of rejection mm-hmm. is what? It's acceptance. It's it's welcoming. You know, it's gathering mm-hmm. in. Um, so perhaps if you were to ask your spouse, is it your intention to make me feel unwelcome or unaccepted? Their response would probably be absolutely not. That is not what they want, right? But there is yeah. just a disconnect going on there in how you guys are addressing things, sharing things, expressing things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, maybe necessarily you're not being like, you know what, I don't want it right this like moment, like other times when I've been tired, it's like, okay, well, I, I just right now is not okay. Mm -hmm. It's not saying that I don't want that eventually, but it's just saying like currently it's not really on the table. 
So you're not really saying like, it's not like I don't want you personally. Mm -hmm. It's just, I'm just trying to, let's delay this activity, this, you know, let's delay intercourse until it's a better time for both of us. You know, it goes both ways, right? If your spouse is feeling spent, it's like, okay, obviously it's not a good time for this. It's not that it's not a good time for me. Like they don't love me any less. It's just that, right? So it's, you have to really be mindful of that. It's not you. It's just, you need to just perhaps delay it. But I also think it's really valuable to say, you know, I'm feeling really spent. I'm, Mm -hmm. you know, exhausted. And then give a specific time and date. Be like, okay, can we try tomorrow morning? Mm -hmm. Can we try in a couple hours? Like I think to leave it open-ended can be really dangerous. And it can get, when you get into that cycle Mm -hmm. of no, no, no. Because it's just, feels like that's what's going on. So if you are, you know, specific and be like, okay, I'm kind of spent right now, but I really do want this. And I want to Mm -hmm. be intentional about having this time together. Can we just try it tomorrow night and we'll carve out some time together, you know, really intentionally. I think it's really smart to, um, to, to plan it, even though you're saying no, but then to, okay, well then when can we, right? So that they have a, you know, expectation in their mind. It's not just, you're not going to say no forever. Absolutely. I love that you said that. So it's a delay, not a dismissal. And that's really, really mm-hmm. important for couples to relay within their marriage. Don't leave it open-ended. Like you said, mm-hmm. set a plan in motion, express yourselves to each other too. Like if your spouse is expressing to you that they want to be intimate with you, words can crush <laughs> in that moment. So can actions. So let's maybe look mm-hmm. at that. You know, like that, that saying, everybody still says it sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. That is so far fetched from the truth. Like that is so far from the truth. You know, even looking mm-hmm. biblically, look in the scriptures, words have impact. What does God say in this, in the Proverbs multiple times? Like how much power we have yeah. in our words, you know, the yeah. life and death yeah. can even hang on our tongue. So for mm-hmm. us to dismiss that and think that, you know, our lack of expressing things or being upfront or maybe just being human and really sucking in the moment and not conveying something, yeah. it, it does have an impact. Yeah. It all has an impact, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's, it's, it's just, it's so important for us to sit with that and really be like, okay, but what is the weight of my words holding on this person and on our marriage? And that's where I think, mm-hmm. you know, self-reflecting is huge. And like you said, bringing those conversations onto the table is also huge. Like, what does it make you feel like when, you know, I've been saying no quite often lately. What does that make you feel like? Right? Or being able yeah. to be on the opposite end and be like, you've said no and I feel rejected. I know that's not what you mean. Can we talk about this? Because I really don't think most spouses mean to reject their spouse. I really don't think that that's not what we're seeing here, you guys. But that's just Mm -hmm. often first nature or like our first response in human nature is to feel rejection, right? When we put ourselves out there. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And you put up those walls instantly Mm -hmm. where you're like, okay, fine. Like, okay, great. Like, perfect. Whatever. Like, that's fine. You roll over, you go into the other room to do something different. Cause you're like, you'd create distance, yes, you create distance. instantly. I yes. feel like whether it's like emotionally where you're kind of like, okay, well now I'm feeling slightly disconnected or like physically you want like a little bit of space because mm-hmm. you're like, well, I'm hurt. Mm-hmm. So yeah. And I think too, it's 
it's one of those things where you have to ask yourself if you're the one who's like often more often than maybe the other spouse saying no, it's like, okay, well, why, mm-hmm. why are we not, why, why am I saying no? Yeah. And, you know, is feeling connection with my spouse and loving on them in the way, like we said, that only I can, mm-hmm. you know, like kind of weighing that in your mind and you're like, okay, do I say no right now? Or do I, you know, and not to, not to make it seem like, oh, like you always have to say yes to your spouse yes. because you want that connection. Like, that's not what no. I'm saying, but I'm saying like thinking you're like, is, is what's going on in my life more important than my spouse feeling loved and connected to me? Yeah. And it's not to dismiss your stuff and saying that it's any less valuable, mm-hmm. but marriage is servanthood and like that just has to come into play with mm-hmm. things and so i think if it's a matter of okay well i'm just kind of exhausted it's like okay well you got to think okay well how long is this going to take <laughs> right like you know kind of plan your is it going to be that long that okay if you stay up an extra 20 minutes that it's going to then screw you up for the next day maybe maybe not mm-hmm. you know is the connection worth it? You know, I don't know. Like, I think there's, you have to definitely weigh things in your mind. Yes. Yes. Which is huge. Like being able to sit with yourself and ask those questions is going to make a huge impact on your marriage. Like it really is. Mm -hmm. You know, I love that you said that too. Like, why am I not feeling up for this? Why, why has it been a constant thing where I'm just Mm -hmm. like, no, no, no. Lots of times there is some dirt underneath that needs to be dealt with. And it could be from something that Mm -hmm. your spouse did to you. And you're just having a really hard time sitting with that. It could be a lack of something going on in your marriage. You know, like we said, we don't believe spouses are just like, no, for no reason, or just to be cruel. (laughs) I believe that is the majority of people don't think like that. Um, And so it's like sitting with yourself and being like, why? Also, if you're finding you're just plum tuckered out at the end of the day, or you've just got so much going on in your life, it's just stress, 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 stress. Start taking action on that. It's stealing from you. The enemy loves Mm -hmm. distractions. What can you do to simplify your life so that this is not going to be in the interplay anymore? What are you going to do to protect the intimacy with your spouse in the evenings or mornings, whenever it's convenient for you guys, what are you going to do to protect that space? That's also such mm-hmm. a big deal. And I think oftentimes it's those simple yeah. things that we'll just, we won't even have time to sit down and think about that. And we'll get so caught up in other things. Like just bring it down back to the basics. Am I protecting this? Am I seeing this with honor? Yeah. What am I doing to play into this so that it's possible and it's good, right? Yeah. And when you were saying that earlier, it just reminded me of like that whole emotional connection mm-hmm. piece. If you and your spouse haven't been on the same page emotionally and, you know, you have, you know, little fights or little things going on in the back of your mind, arguments that have been left unsettled, yes. like, yeah, it's going to be more difficult to want to have intimacy when that emotional connection Absolutely. isn't there. And so we've done episodes on emotion, yeah, emotional intimacy, like that emotional connection. Mm -hmm. I'll link them below. I'm pretty sure we definitely have done one. Um, Maybe we should do another one because it's just so important. Even the other day, it was funny. um, Jeff and I have been super busy. We're running a new house, well, an old house (laughs) that we're going to be moving into this month 
here in August and it's just like, it's so busy. It's so such a busy time. And, um, he was sitting on a chair and he just kind of pulled me over to sit on his lap. And I was like, like, what, what's going on? Like, what, why, why, why am I sitting here? He's like, I just wanted you to sit with me. I was like, Oh, you just wanted to like, cause he knows like touch is one of my love languages. He's like, I just wanted you near me. And it's one of those things like, okay, I know then probably not that it's like, I'm doing this so I can have sex, but it's just one of those ways that, okay, that connection hasn't been there. And so I noticed that he actually took the time to be like, no, I want to fill that need. I want to meet that need because it's been totally a disconnect. Right. And so I think thinking of your partner as your spouse's love language and keeping that in mind throughout your day, um, is a simple way to be feeding into that emotional connection because then, yeah, I was like, Oh, well, let's, you know, that's great. Like, mm-hmm. let's talk. You know, you can actually have like a conversation because you're on the same page emotionally. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's a huge aspect of it. Always, always, always. And we also want to address that, you know, amidst life, there is big stuff that's thrown in the picture. There is sexual trauma. There could be emotional and mental trauma involved. There could be chronic illness. There can be pregnancy and postpartum and Mm -hmm. just huge changes in life, moves, work, high stress seasons. This indefinitely affects our libido and it absolutely plays a different spin on the marriage. You know, you go through new things and you have to grow through it, right? It's always a growth season. Mm -hmm. It's always a growth thing. So, you know, through those seasons, there is often a lot more oh my gosh, I just cannot even, I can't get there on a mental level, right? I can't get there on a mental level. So please share that with your mm-hmm. spouse. Please be open. If that's something you guys are yeah. going through, share that. Share where your headspace is at, where your heart is at too. And like we said earlier, make a game plan on how you're going to combat that to still pursue intimacy. Mm-hmm. doesn't always have to be sex. So often everyone just thinks sex and it's not just sex. Exactly. You can pursue intimacy in so many other ways to so get creative with it, but please keep intentional with it. Cause when we're not, I feel like sex is definitely a foundational glue to a marriage. <laughs> and, and when it's yeah. not there, you feel it and you feel it like so hardcore and things just yeah. feel amok all the time. And it's important to also address that, you know, like just have those conversations, you guys, it's such a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I think we need to normalize yeah. those conversations too. Yeah. And like you said, because so often it's like, doesn't happen. And this is only something that you guys can give each other. Nobody else can fill in. There's, it doesn't mm-hmm. exist. This is something so sacred between the two of you. And that's important to keep on the forefronts of our minds. So, so in your marriage vows, when you're saying, you know, you're putting your spouse mm-hmm. first, that wasn't just outside mm-hmm. other people, you know, that's yourself, whether mm-hmm. you have bad habits, interruptions or things that you're putting above your spouse, maybe in the evenings, you know, you guys are just sitting on your mm-hmm. phones or you're watching television all late in the evening. I'm not saying this to like judge anybody. <laughs> I'm right there with you watching Netflix too. Like there's definitely parts in my life where I'm like, Oh no, look, things need to change. You have to create habits, like healthy habits. 
but I think to, you know, step back and look at it and be like, okay, are we saying no because we don't want to, or are we saying no because we aren't prioritizing our time properly and we're putting things, unhealthy things before our, like our intimate life with our Mm -hmm. spouse. And so maybe it's a matter of, you know, having those conversations where you're like, Hey, like, why don't we, you know, a couple nights a week plan to go tech free and just keep it simple. Whether we read books together, sitting on the couch or in our bed, or we'll play some games Mm -hmm. together. Like it's, it's so bizarre how like we just like, we can't live with technology. We can't live without technology. It's like this weird, it's got this like grip on all of us, I think to a degree and navigating that. And as soon as you put it away and you get the hum away, there's suddenly this deeper connection you can have with your spouse. Like, I don't know if you guys, anyone listening goes camping, but for some reason, as soon as you're camping and you're out in nature and you're just like enjoying quality time with your people, those are the times when you feel way more connected, you know, emotionally and, you know, even sexually, if you're just camping with your spouse, but I think planning, setting yourself up for success and your marriage up for success requires a lot of introspection. Mm. And it's not fun. And you really have to put a magnifying glass to your heart and be like, okay, what am I putting above Mm -hmm. my spouse? And like Kyle mentioned in our last episode, it's like maybe, you know, the guys listening are like, okay, well, maybe I'm putting activities outside of my home above my wife. And I'm realizing, oh, I should be prioritizing my family and her more so than things that are going on outside, you know, hobbies and whatnot. And so whether it's, sports or whatnot like there's so much other stuff that are the good things but if they're in the wrong level of our life yeah it's it's all wrong exactly yeah that's such a good point because that's where it becomes an idol right like all of a sudden the order of what will cause harmony is disrupted and everybody feels it on every level and that goes back to okay Let's examine the heart, you guys. Examine the heart, examine the heart, examine yeah. the heart, and have those conversations with your spouse. Mm-hmm. And I think, too, if you're like, okay, well, I'm the one who maybe I, I'm trying, I'm really working at this, I'm trying, but my spouse mm. isn't. And, like, your spouse is the one who's maybe has some some habits. And we're not saying, you know, we know this is a you issue. This is, like, something you need to work at together mm-hmm. as a couple. Um, but, Paris, what would your advice be to someone who's, like, feeling stuck and almost trapped in that sense that they're like, well, I want Mm -hmm. to move forward, but how do I get my spouse to be Mm -hmm. on the same page as me? What would you say to that? First thing I would say is get serious and go to war in prayer about that every single day. Intercede Mm -hmm. on behalf of your spouse and write that down. Write down what you're praying, write Mm -hmm. those letters to God. And I think just having that, that intentional time you're setting aside to intercede on your spouse's behalf and you're, and you're coming together in the Holy Spirit, you're moving mountains, whether you feel like it or not, and watch yourself start to just hope in expectancy as God moves. Yeah. It, it changes the playing field. It mm-hmm. changes your mentality. Um, and I think that is just, for me, that is where, where I always start. And if I don't start there, yeah, I backtrack until I start there. 
And I'm like, oh yeah, oh, I should really yes. be seriously bringing this to the Lord in prayer every single day faithfully. Yes, because I find too, if it's one of those things that you bulldoze in and you're like, hey, you're not doing your part. You're not showing up for me. You're not meeting this need. You're lacking. You're yeah. whatever, it's like, holy moly, that's an instant wall, right? Like someone's gonna be like, like get off my back. Like, what's the problem here? Like, so I think it's absolutely to be, just the silent support in the background. Absolutely. Um, praying. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's huge. I love that. Mm-hmm. And then what would yours be, Alana? What would your piece of advice be on that? I think it would require some honest conversations with really careful mm-hmm. language to explain how you're feeling. Because maybe your spouse just doesn't realize the depth yes. of pain yes. it maybe causes for you to have these longings that aren't being fulfilled. Um, and so to, to bring that to your spouse really delicately, cause you don't want to, like I mentioned before, like bulldoze and stomp yeah. on feelings. Um, but to just come at it like really vulnerably and be like, Hey, like I love you so much and I want this to grow and I want this mm-hmm. to flourish, but I feel like there's these roadblocks in our way. How do you think we can combat this yeah. together to like, get our intimacy to the next yeah. level because yeah, I think it's, yeah, just requires really delicate conversations. Sure. And I think having a mentor, I think mm-hmm. we say it every time, but having an old, like a couple that's more advanced in years further along, you know, to, to pour insight in, because I think that's something yeah. that's really lacking, especially in men. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's, it's rare for a man to be like, oh yeah, I got yeah. a great mentor session yesterday. Yeah. You're like, oh, cool. But for like a woman, it's like, yeah, awesome. Like, get it. Like, yeah, I, it's like, why, why don't like, you I, have seems a totally normal. So <laughs> exactly. And so for a man to, to, for like for the men to find these people, like rally together, I don't know. I think having someone else being able to like be on the outside of the marriage, looking in, um, I think saying some of these things would be would, would hit home more than even it yeah. being your spouse, if that makes sense. To have someone pouring in and being like, "Hey, let's just take a sure. mirror for a second and see how we're doing." Yeah. So that guess that would yeah, be my advice. That. That's so good. But, and it's funny though, like we talk about this, and it's like its own thing, like talking about like sexual rejection but somehow it still comes back to communicating. <laughs> Everything just comes back to communication. Yes. And so I think that's just, it just is so, I don't know. It's so, mm-hmm. it's a good reminder to be like, okay, regardless of what's going on in our life, mm-hmm. like whether it's you're struggling with sexual direction or you're not, like you're struggling with spicing things up and trying new things or you're feeling in a funk. And I think, going back to communicating, laying your hearts out there, covering it in prayer is huge. Whether it's, you know, because you're feeling hurt because of rejection, Mm -hmm. things that are going on or things from your past that are making you feel hesitant towards intimacy. Maybe like purity cultures, you're like, well, I feel like I need to say no because that's what I'm always supposed to say. Or now you get into it and now you're like, now I can't say no. So there's Mm -hmm. so much all around it that, having those really important and difficult conversations just need to happen. And like you said before, Paris, no one's Mm going to have them for you. 
So you need to put on your big girl pants, put on your, your big yeah. boy pants, whatever it is, and just have those conversations mm-hmm. because your marriage is only going to benefit mm-hmm. from it. So it's time to just do them already. Have those conversations now. Hey friends, thank you so much for hanging with us today as we dive deeper into meaningful, godly intimacy, tackle the hard questions, and embrace truth while we're at it. We're also on Instagram. You can find our handle in the show notes alongside any resource links we mentioned in the show. As always, our hearts are to cultivate deep community and freedom with you guys. We are so honored to walk this journey alongside you. We'll see you in the next episode.